Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. Tries hard, Blanford Lad can't win. Sorta boy for back-to-back Gallywoods. He's looking all right for mine. Sorta boy, one and a half, two legs. Sorta boy, you bloody beauty. Zaki joined by Animo, who looks destiny in the face at the 150. Animo takes the lead from Zaki. Alligator blood on Thunderstruck, but it's Animo clear. I Thunderstruck late. Animo holding on. Animo this time for the big A. Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Well, ball recovery has been complete. Finally, Nico, we're back to our normal Thursday night podcast. How'd you find the week, boys? Tough. It's always pretty tough, isn't it? Yeah, well, um, character building. <laughs> New yeah, Nico has come week. out of it, though, so that's a positive. Yeah, it was a tough week. What about week, you, Bob? Well, I lost on the, the carnival, but I, um, yeah, well. I got it back on a maiden at Cranbourne the next day, so it's all good. <laughs> obviously sauna boy went back to back in the galleywood he has been added to the intro we've got rid of balanipatina she's done she's cactus to me after (laughs) after i absolutely launched her in the sangster and she's probably come to the end of it but no more she's uh i think she's only won what did she won she's won a manicato and a car line probably in the last year but she's been the bridesmaid on a, a few too many times now for my liking i just can't catch her um for what it's worth, the punters, uh, I did insist that Rockstar Ronnie goes in the intro, even though that's why I was very emotional last week because I had biggest ever bet, Stern Idol, <laughs> and uh, I did I did think the Rockstar call should have gone in because that's a cracking call, but you can't have every call in the intro, unfortunately. But if you're ever feeling down, just go and listen to Rick's call. Rockstar is a rockstar. He's a rockstar of the bull. That's a ripping call. Well, it still can be added. So tonight at footy training, sat the boys down and said, we need to bring the voice and the energy. Got a massive game this week. We're 4-0, but we haven't been tested yet. And we've got a massive game, which is pretty much like a finals game. It'll put us two ahead of the team that we're versing, and they are last year's premiers. So 
I'm going to have to ask you boys, we need to bring the voice and the energy <laughs> to this podcast because it's probably dropped off a little bit. We've obviously had a few sad weeks in racing, but let's get back into it. Nico, given a bake and a full credit, give us one of each. All right, we'll start with a bake off the top. The fucking audacity on racing in sports in their review, giving Damien Lane Frosty a bake, is just dead set disgusting. Like... Who gives a fuck if he rode one from 17 last weekend? There's bigger things happening in the world than him not beating home some absolute camels at home on a Saturday or Sunday in Japan. Like, seriously, give it a break. There's a, It's a bit of a sensitive topic across the industry at the moment. Don't really think Clip and the Jockey was their smartest, smartest move ever. He clearly had other things on his mind. He was flying home to farewell one of his good mates. That evening, so yeah, I don't think that was the right time and place for racing in sports. Um, their facts weren't right to start with, and then yeah, just all a bit of uh, all a bit of stay in your lane yeah. sort of just stuff. Just quickly so. on Frosty, is he is he riding Sadashi this Sunday? Did I read he that is. rightly? Yeah, the White is, Wonder. Yep. So that's the White Wonder. Huge. I think it might be going for back to back wins in the Victoria. Yeah, it's, got, it's defending champion in this race. Yeah, yeah. So get around. Mind you. The audacity to clip Frosty, who's ridden phenomenally the, the past stint that he's been there. Like, look at... If you just look at the odds of horses that he's riding, he's riding for, like, some of the top trainers over there, or one trainer in particular, and he's getting plum rides. So mm. that says enough of a jockey that's there for a short period of time to essentially walk in the jockey room and get on the best cattle or some of the best cattle in the whole country. It's fucking absurd. Yeah, but... Full, cre- full credit raising in sports, you fucking idiots. Stay in your own lane. It's, it's but, light-hearted banter. Like, it's not... It's not... Yeah, well, there's light-hearted banter and there's a time and a place for it, but... Yeah, but they're not clipping him. It's just... It's just light If they're not going to clip him, don't say it. I'm sure Frosty wasn't listening, but... No. I Frosty wouldn't care, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point of, the, yeah. of my argument. No, I know, but... All right, now anyway, everyone's depressed. Give us something to smile My about. full credit, this, even though uh, this has already been spoken about in the media and it's sort of just going, it's probably coming out of the airways a little bit now, I think just a full credit to Kira Ma on the freakish performance of his, um, his team and himself of late. You know, they had the Oaks winner a couple of weeks ago, over 2,000 metres, three-year-old filly. Then we roll into Impulsar, which is a horse who's had his fair share of issues, gone jumping, wins his first ever jump start, which is not an easy feat to do at all. He wins the two-year-old race on a debutante on the first day, oh, on the second day, first race of the second day, sorry. He's now on a JJ Atkins path. Then he goes on to train a 10-year-old gelding who has made over 750000 since he's gone jumping alone in Saunterboy to win the Gallywood. To then the next day, train a 5,500-metre winner from overseas, import at his second-ever Australian start. And then just to wind back the clock, he has a double at Sandown on the Saturday, as well as another Group 1 with Ruthless Dame, getting some valuable uh, black type on her page. I just It's just an absolute... Uh, just an astonishing effort. It's something we're witnessing greatness at the moment, and 
I think the Kirima story uh, is far from over. I think he's got some lofty ambitions moving into the future. And, um, yeah, I just never cease to be amazed from what he can deliver. It's, um, we're witnessing something pretty special at the moment. And, um, yeah, luxury is we get to theory with Kieran Ma. And you know what the best thing is? He goes better off the track (laughs) than he does on the track. And on the track, he's phenomenal. That's what I'm getting at. So I believe there's Kieran Ma. There's Kieran Ma's twin-looking brother, Declan Ma. And then there's got to be another Kieran somewhere that he tag teams out of the bedroom uh, (laughs) to go have a kip. Because this bloke is dead set out until the same time as me and in better form than me. And he's up the next morning at track work. I don't know how he bloody does it. There's got to be there's got to be a couple of clients of him, but it's a phenomenal effort. Um, and as Nico said, he's uh, he's very good at what he does, both on the track and off it. All right, let's get around to my little news segment. Um, obviously, you would have seen during the week the point of, point of consumption tax has gone from ten percent to fifteen percent. Uh, a lot of punters probably have no idea what that means they probably don't care what it means but basically the trend of recent months is that turnover is on a downward spiral from the big covid boom it's not a massive surprise but it's they probably didn't expect it to drop this fast and this significantly and the point of consumption tax is already higher in other places there was talk of it going to 20 percent, which would have been very detrimental but basically It's going from 10% to 15%. So whatever the bookies make off losing bets, that is the tax that the government takes. The 15% is being split in half by Racing Victoria and the government. So while it is a good thing for Racing Victoria and the sustainability of racing going forward in terms of prize money and things like that, um, the negative effect is that bookmakers... pay for it. Yeah, the punters are going to be the ones who pay for it. So horses like market percentages are definitely going to go up um, horses that might have been four dollars might only be three dollars seventy just things like that and it's going to be become harder and harder to win and more punters are going to drop off and turnover is going to keep going down at a more significant rate so prize money drops in the next couple of seasons that's probably going to be a thing it's probably going to be jockeys that want to go and ride in hong kong because their prize money is going to be significantly better than us um, yeah, overall, it's it's not a good thing for the punter. I can understand why they're doing it, but I've only been punting for about six or seven years, and I've noticed in my time how much harder it is to win now than it was when I first started. Like they used to have on UBet and Bet Three Six Five, they used to have actual cash back, second and third, so you'd get your money back. They do that re- on a regular basis. You'd be back in favourites, and you know they're going to run at least top three, and it was just an absolute free hit. Um, and those sort of things are just starting to disappear slowly. Um, soon, bonus bets are probably going yeah, to start to disappear a little bit as well. Too. What was that, Will? They're taxed on all of those too, so it's unsustainable for, yeah, them, exactly. for, for the bookies as well. People, people always say like the bookies never lose, but they're heavily taxed and it's hard for them to make a living. Um, like Even though they are winning, they have if, like even though the punter's losing and they're giving it back to the bookie, the bookie has to pay tax on that. And then therefore, the bookie might not even win some months in a year or or and, and then eventually the, because they're so heavily taxed and they don't make it's it's just a I I listened to a 
an interview with um one of the guys that run Top Sport, and it was quite interesting. So if you want to check that out, it explains it a lot better than what I can. But um, mm. yeah, it's just a bit of a like, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just so much un- unnecessary things going on in racing that can be put into um, making the product a lot better than what it actually is at the moment. Just for yep. just because it's a bit of a dick measuring contest and all that sort of stuff. But you know, that's. Well, the sad, the sad reality is losing punters fund the industry. And yeah, bookies obviously target, you know, those who are turning over a lot and losing a lot. And it's going to get a lot harder for not only for all punters, because market percentages are going to go up. Promotions are going to slowly start to die away. And, and the, the, these, the people betting lots of money like high high turnover um they'll stop like because because their margins are so small and that uh, obviously with the per, market percentages going up it's going to be too hard for them to what's well, not going to be too hard like it'd be impossible for them to win because their margins are so small because their their turnover is so large um it's just impossible for them to to keep going and therefore that just drives the turnover down and and then it's just you know whatever I'm sure you get where I'm coming from. It just doesn't make any sense. Wait, the, 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 I guess I guess the problem is there's no solution for it, but they'll have to figure that out eventually because if they don't, we're all fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is it is a little bit alarm bells at the moment, but hopefully they can get it back together. These these anti gambling um, ads aren't helping either. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people off. are saying, yeah, nonsense. Like chances are you're about to lose. I well, get it, but like it's just it's just excessive and it's bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. They are Excuse my language. trying to get their cake and eat it too. But anyway, let's move on to racing now. Racing at HQ is where we begin, as always. Flemington, it's great to be back. The rail is in the true position. It's a soft five at the moment. Whether that improves or not, it might just hang around that. Might get back to a good four, but we'll soon see. Uh, the first race we're going to preview is race two. It's 1,400 metre uh handicap it is for the three-year-olds and mr mojo ryzen isn't an equal favorite with dk they're both five dollars private jumbo 550 euphoric six dollars hell hath no fury six dollars fifty uh lounge bar ruby nine dollars fifty and either eagle twelve dollars but you want to go first on me um well yeah i sort of first looked at this race and i was like sort of half looked straightforward and then you and then i sort of started to look a bit deeper into it and it just there were a lot of layers to this race. I thought like there were so many different horses. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was a very, very even race. Like we've got at six thirty the field. We've got DK favourite from Hell Hath No Fury. This New Zealand horse is interesting. Um, it's coming off a. If you watch the replay, like it was, it was genuinely thirty to one to win at about the two hundred meter mark. But uh, and it ran the third fastest last two hundred of the meeting there. Um, he gets Blake's, you know, I imagine they'll probably try and be positive. It runs second to Pier by racing up on speed over 1,400 metres. And, um, yeah, like, it is, it's 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 obvious, I guess, because it, you, there's that big second to Pier in the form guide, but it ha- hasn't run a number yet, but it does get Blake's in for the first time, obviously, because it's coming over from New Zealand. But I just thought, I thought the $5 is a bit short, to be honest. It's been gelded too, but... um. Yeah, this this race I thought was the market had it pretty much right, apart from 
the one horse I'm going to back who is Villa 79 um, who's coming out of a what will be a very very hot form race the the Cassini race and then a back that figure up at Bansdale while running away from the sectionals were really strong through the line there um, I think it'll settle midfield or so um, I don't love the map I don't you don't need to love too much about a horse when it's 26 probably get better um, on 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 race day, but um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty easy bet to have at the price. Um, I know Ben, you like Mister Mojo Rising. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell you not to, but um, I just like I think the five dollars is a bit short. But they put up eleven dollars. That was way too big. But I think the eight 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 seven to eight dollars is probably about fair for him. Yeah, I, I wish uh, wish you had got a wish we had got eleven dollars, but. Yeah. We're on at eight dollars. I did send the bend out, a bet out on the sixth day, so download the app and sign up if you want to. Um, hmm. This horse was first up off 185 days last start, resuming as a gelding, as Bot sort of said. He got into an absolutely hopeless position, shuffled back on the on the corner, and had to make up probably the best part of five or six lengths. He did it quite easily in the end. Um, that was only over 1,200 meters, so he steps up to 1,400 meters now gets Blake Shin on, on board and, and while he did go back last start he has shown uh, that he can go forward he actually led Pierre the day that he ran second to it we know Pierre is a very talented horse um, there, might, there might be a couple knockers saying that his one uh, his one fail was on a good track if this sort of surface does improve I'm happy just to sort of forgive that um, I think he's just come back a new horse post gelding and the only way is up for him. Like, you just can't see him not improving off last start. And we've seen Andrew Forsman. Uh, he knows the right horses to bring over. When he brought over Aegon, thinking that's Hobartville, that horse absolutely bolted in on debut from New Zealand. So, I'm not saying he's the one that had this horse. Look at his split, yeah. And yes, I believe. Yeah, this this dad. horse is this horse is one of the horses that are staying here. This is the first runner out of Nasser and launch. Yeah. Is, he tra- is he training here now? He's going to have a satellite stable. He's going to have about yeah. 12, 15 horses at Macedon Lodge. Setting oh. up, yeah, the satellite stable. He's obviously... He runs those other there. horses, is, those other good ones like Aegon, she's like, he split, they're all staying here. Yeah. yeah there's right. not there's nothing else from left to New Zealand. Their prize money is not great. Um, this horse is obviously owned by the, the Humidor connections in those yeah. greenish colours, so... Yeah. I'm pretty keen on his chances. I just think that he could be the one that's better than this grade, where some of the others, um, you know, they, they might progress a little bit, but he just looks the one that could leapfrog up to black tight level. Yeah, I feel the same. $8 is a good price. Beautiful. All right, let's move on to race four. It is a 1,600-meter benchmark 78 Ultivo or LTV, I'm not sure how you say it, is into $1.85, nice and short from French Emperor, $6.50, Typhoon Harmony, $10, uh, Shea, $11, Flash Feeling, $19, and Worldly, $21s. But you're pretty keen here. The unbeaten uh, son of Wooton Bassett for the Hawks team, tell us why. It's a sixty chance it'll win. <laughs> End of story, that's all you need to know, punters. All you need to know. Well, they fucking want to know a little bit more, so tell them why. Well, these are just beaten up sort of, I don't know, handicappers, and this horse is probably group class, if not better. Like it, the rating it ran last start. Um, 
is comfortably the best in this field um, and I reckon it's got a shit ton more of improvement and was first up and I reckon it'll get much further so I think it's a very good horse and I think it will like if they put up a market for this thing to win by three bucks I'd probably have, uh, three three or four lengths I'd probably have a bet I think it'll well, smash them what price are you invested at? 260 but the, you got to factor in deductions because it like it's, it's an emergency it's in now but like it, I took 260 but um, that's like that you got to the deductions will come out and that sort of stuff so yeah it'll probably end up I don't know what price it'll end up being but whatever we'll find out on Saturday yeah, I don't have too much to add. I'm with it as well. Um, the little grey up is the massive field, so potentially yeah, luck better price. comes into it. <laughs> but I think the barrier nine, middle of the line, is perfect. Um, this horse's first up win last start at Sandy Arm was outstanding. Obviously over 1,400 metres, slow tempo, but absolutely ripped home um, in some good splits and steps up to the mile now. Um, yeah, it just looks the one that is way better than benchmark seventy eight level. Um, I've heard I've heard it's like a real good type too. Yeah. I've heard people saying like it's a like a proper looking animal. He's still a long way away mentally, Michael Hawk said. He's still at least twelve months away. Whatever yeah. he's doing now is just a bonus. Like they've got a massive opinion of this horse. But he's still mentally so immature. Yeah. But off his first up win, like he could have bobbed up in a benchmark ninety and gone around favourite and probably wouldn't have oh they think they think the sky's the limit with his horse but like they're just saying like whatever he's doing now is a bonus if they put him in a listed race he'd probably be sub five dollars yeah well there you go well I'd back him to be sub five well they're trying to build his rating up because he's um he he can't get into anything at the moment yeah no there's no need there's no need to skip the grades but we're just saying like he would be in the market in much better races than this. He's already been smashed two dollars, sort of sixty into a dollar eighty-five. So, I guess yeah. the only thing is like maybe a forty-four days, but like has had a jump out between runs and. Well, yeah. he he was going to run Anzac Day. Obviously, they got called off, and then he mm. they tried to run in between, mm. and he got balloted out of whatever race he was going to. Yeah, so maybe that's a knock, but I'm happy to bet against that. Yeah, well, can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not bet because of that. I guess. Yep. You better tell your bookie mates they should push him out a couple of points, but because he missed a run. Why would I do that? For the punters. <laughs> <laughs> For the punters. All right, we're heading to race six. It is the first leg of the quaddy. It is the Hilton Nicholas Straight Six. 1200 meters Dejumbuck is in really good form he's into $2.80 favorite it's our time was scratched at the gates um, in the Longoon $4.20 Barbie's Fox $8.50 Buffalo River uh, I was listening to the RNS <laughs> podcast and I was saying first time 1200 meters for this horse yeah it is yeah that's interesting isn't it which is which is crazy you would have thought he'd have a start yeah. at 1200 meters somewhere yeah. she's all class $9 Jimmy the Bear returns $14 Zorro's Dream $14 Nico, I'm going to hand the keys to you here because I reckon this is one of your keener bets of the day. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on the Jumbuck uh, here. I think he finds a very winnable race. This has been a set play. So I've heard from Brian McGrath um, this week. This horse has done nothing but just be superior to his opposition. Every single time he's 
gone up the straight. Um, he's unbeaten track and trip. And I can't see another reason why he won't just win again. He was super last start at Sandown. Um, and he doesn't go as good around a turn. I think, he goes, I think he goes better down the straight. And yeah, he beat Outlaw's Revenge comfortably enough. And he came out one of Wangoom. So I was, I was actually hoping this horse went to the Wangoom. But they obviously opted to stay away because it was severely wet. I think he gets through soft tracks and likes his, t- likes his toe in a little bit. But heavy is probably a different... Uh, different unknown but um, yeah Shinny on from Barrier 7 he'll ride his own race click him into gear at the uh, at whenever he sees fit and I think he'll just beat this lot I don't think they're much good uh, it's our time second favourite I was always against that horse and I'll never back it ever again after <laughs> what it did to me in the one game so I'll forever pull its tail that what did it actually fault. get scratched again? Wasn't it because they forgot to put... No, maybe that was a different no, horse. No, that was another horse. But yeah. it might have been a farrier thing. Yeah, I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was anyway. I don't know. Anyway, well, it can get fucked. <laughs> get. Barbie's Fox, not good enough. Buffalo River, you can have him at 1200. As my app is refreshing for some fucking reason. Uh, Jimmy's she's on class. You can have her. Jimmy the Bear... He's not a bad horse, but he's not a 1,200-metre horse. Mm. Zorro's Dream, Anomaly, Brereton, good footballer, shit race horse, <laughs> Prowling, <laughs> not good enough, Mr. Exclusive, Tycoon Hummer, like, why are you even in the race? Process of elimination, I like it. Um, I would the, Jumbuck like to... just, the Jumbuck just wins. $3, thereabouts, great for us. I would like a little bit of a better price, but... This horse has just been so consistent, this preparation. Like, you look at his last four figures in terms of punting form, and they've all been eight to nine lengths above the old average, and he's done it off fast tempos. He's done it off slow tempos. I think Buffalo River will be his bunny here. I think Shinny will just sit right on the back of it. Um, this horse actually did tag it a pretty good speed a couple starts back when I think it might have been Jungle Jim went really fast out in front, and... He kind of just tagged it and went straight past it. I can see that sort of situation panning out again. It's our time. Look, he could win without surprising me, but I like his set up in the long room a bit better. Um, I just think Dijon Buck's just pretty hard to go past. Buffalo River can run well. I reckon he'll run top three, but I reckon we'll get him in the last hundred. Yeah, I thought maybe... I don't know, I didn't, didn't really have much of an opinion here. I thought to jump back was about a $3.50 chance. And... Uh, 3 50 with you? <laughs> it's not a bookie. Or is it um, another fucking mythical price? No, it's, it's my 100% market, mate. So maybe it was at 100, 120%. So And you'll get 0% of the price, Nico. No, if it was, uh, it was 120%, I probably would have it $2.80 because that's what I can do if I'm a bookie. But no, I'm not. This is my. This horse starts three dollars fifty. I'll bear my fucking ass in Burke Street, but <laughs> dead set. This horse is not starting three fifty. Who are they no, backing to beat no, him? This is my one hundred percent market. It's different to a hundred. Okay, so let's let's talk that he is going to drift as the market percentage comes in. Yeah, but it won't come gonna... down that much. Hey, it won't come down that much. 
Like they'll jump at 114, 100, between that 114 and 118%. It's deplorable, isn't it? Well, that's what it normally It's is. funny because they actually cannot lose. Well, they're, well, they're taxed on it, so they're forced oh, they can to cop it. They can, cop it. they can still cop a big bet from someone. They still have to accept it, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I thought... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't really push anyone into anything here. It was tricky. Right, no, thanks for not. wasting a Just, minute. Just back Sorry. fucking the jumbo, Thomas. It's quite simple. One of the oh. better bets of the day, one of the better races of the day. Don't bet in the shit, but on the good horses in the good races, fill your boots. Well, there is a golden ticket into the Lexus Melbourne Cup Here we through go. the Lexus Andrew Ramsden Stakes. 2,800 metres listed, uh, set weights. <clears throat> and the spikes are going to fly here between, not Drop only during the race, but between Nick, Will... And I, White Marlin is the two dollar twenty favourite after going under at a dollar twenty last start. He's a shocker. Is four dollars forty been well backed? Luna Flair eight dollars. Vion de Clare fourteen dollars. El Patroness fourteen dollars. Hustle War seventeen dollars. We don't need to go past uh, any further down the page than that. Who wants to kick us off here? Well, Bot can tell um, you the loser. So, can anyone tell me a, like a, a reasonable reason why he's a shocker's not favourite? Can we? Can anyone tell me that, please? Well, last time I checked, White Marlin absolutely lapped Right You Are. Right You Are. Was on a heavy track. Was on a heavy track and and Right You Are went to a new peak at 2,500 metres. If that's what you're clutching at, full credit to No, I'm not. I'm I'm clutching at the last three of the last five ratings for this horse. Uh, Who? He's a shocker. Listen, listen, listen. So in the... Second to Zaki in the the champion champion day, 104.1. Resumed in a non-event, 87.2. Then Australian Cup was held up, 90, 98.7. In the Queen Elizabeth, 103.8. And then last start when Snicked gave up about three lengths at the start, they made a mid-race move in a fast run race. Obviously, they did make a slowdown then, and you got it. It was a I got a cheap um, like he picked up a couple of lengths there, but he ran 102.7. At, at the weight for age scale, White Marlin's peak is a hundred point eight, and you're and you're being asked to take two dollars twenty versus four dollars eighty. I'll fucking bet you whatever you want to bet <laughs> that White Marlin will beat He's a Puff home. <laughs> you can't say that. But name your price. Name well, name whatever wager you want on White Marlin will not get beat by He's a Shocker on Saturday. I will bet you whatever you want to bet. Until it hurts, until you're scared. <laughs> this is great. Come on. Put your money where your mouth is, bot. Your computer screen's telling you you can't lose. I know I'm, I'm right. I'm not saying that. Two, I'm saying... Egos, two egos going head to head. Come I'm, on. I'm, no. Wager on the line. There's no right. there's no point of bot going head to head with you because he can get double the price of the horse he likes more anyway. Well, he thinks this thing should be favourite. Yeah, he does. So he's gonna And I think it shouldn't be favourite. So it's an even bet. Right. I think he's a shock as a two dollar seventy chance, and White Marlin is a five dollar seventy chance. So you, Oof. so so the way Oof. I think the market is, and the way that you think the market is, are different. They both suit each other. Well, what price have so, you got? What price have you got White Marlin marked? I think he's an even money chance. Okay. Yep. So what are we having on? Um. I don't know. 
100 bucks. <laughs> 200 bucks. <laughs> 500 bucks. What do you want to have on? Why would I do that? I'm having a bet with. I'm having a bet. You can with have a bet with man. You can have a bet with the bookie. We'll have a hundred dollar side wager on it. We'll, we'll do double or oh, double or nothing on our um on our dinner. Yeah, beautiful. Well, we just double or nothing. Mate. We're going to fucking Nobu, so <laughs> no, we're not. We're going to Mac. I'm taking you to Macca's, mate. Yeah, that's where he takes his girlfriend as well. But... <laughs> All right, nothing. For, I'm going to state my the best. Um, he's a shocker. I know he's been very good and he's been very consistent, but I think his ratings have obviously been 2,000 and 2,400 metres last start, but I think the way the race panned out, it sort of worked out for him. I have a question mark around him running a strong 2,800 metres, and I do believe this is an afterthought. No, it's not. Just let me finish. He was trying to get into the Caulfield Cup last start, and this is just... You know, he, he didn't quite get the golden ticket there and he's been put here, 2,800 metres. Look, he's going to get a soft run from Barrier 5, no question about that, but I don't see him running a rating here at 2,800 metres. I see him regressing badly. I have White Marlin going forward, leading here. Uh, last start he was turned over at Pakenham, but by all reports there was a pretty strong headwind. Um, I don't I'll know touch about, on that. I don't know about you, but... There. Like, besides going to see Nico, I don't want to be out in the cold at Pakenham at the best of times, <laughs> let alone to watch a horse race. <laughs> but Nico, Nico braved the storm and he watches his horse go under at $1.20. I think he can bounce back off that. Uh, that was 2,100 back to 2,000. Um, Gay Waterhouse described the ride as a bit cute. And I think... Um, the instructions will be to make, turn this into a real staying contest, and I think he's the best stayer in the race. Geordie, third up, full fitness. You know this horse would have been getting the shit flogged out of him on the training track because they need to get this golden ticket into the, the Melbourne Cup. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll go forward. I think he'll try and break their hearts at the 600, and hopefully he does. Nico? Well, I hope he does because that means he, um, he's a shocker will put a bigger margin on him. <laughs> 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 you know what the funny thing is the closest thing that he's a shocker is going to be to White Marlin is when they get fucking loaded in the gates that's as close as he's going to be to him in the whole race what What makes you think that White Marlin will go to a new peak what makes well, the fact that? that this horse it's a good setup single, you've got to admit it's si- a perfect setup for him to, to absolutely explode okay what? getting, getting so beat let- at Pakenham is a perfect fucking setup sorry okay so let me can, can I explain can I can I sell my point to the punters go, about go. why this horse is just going to win go so the night at Pakenham was a night that he did not want to lead it was a fierce breeze if I'm talking if I'm talking golf terms this is a four or five club breeze <laughs> so any bloke breeze. who's Infinite. any Four, 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 five gold rays in footy, for, like massive. You just did not want to lead. This horse was two thousand. It was twenty one hundred back to two thousand meters. Oh, jeez! How do you manage that? Well, it's not a perfect setup. Normally, horses go fucking up in trip during their preparation spot. You clown. I don't normally go back in trip to start with, especially a stayer. This horse is an out and out stayer. He's going to be perfectly fine here. Third up, the whole preparation has been about this one race. Whatever he did before Saturday is irrelevant. 
He's only had one goal this preparation, and that was to win this race and get his golden ticket into the Melbourne Cup, which he's going to be perfectly suited to. Saturday, back to Flemington, back to 2,800 metres. Mind you, where he's been and fucking romped in by five and a half lengths, could have won by further. At least I know he's going to A. He's going to at least... It doesn't matter. He can only beat who he's up against. He is at least going to run the trip. He's going to run it strong. He's going to be fit. Third up, gay bot. Grand final trainer. Going to be perfectly suited. He's a shocker. I've got queries on him. A, running 2,800 metres. B, running anywhere near White Marlin. <laughs> so, that's just... <laughs> He's, I don't think I don't think I don't think he's a shocker is anywhere near as good as White Marlin. And you're telling me what? he's gonna run fucking past him. He, he was White Marlin isn't gonna Zaki. be stopping. White Marlin over fucking two thousand meters. Whoa, you were telling me he's a twenty eight hundred meters bot. This is completely different. Spare, you completely were telling me the other day that Zaki's the best weight for age horse in the country. Zaki would get lapped over 2,800 metres, mate. This is a 2,800 metre race. 2,000 metre weight for age form is irrelevant at 2,800 metres. Irrelevant. I would I would have a, a large bet that Zaki would beat White Marlin over 2,800 metres. Fuck, he would be fucking good. Oh, maybe I wouldn't, but I'd back He's a Shocker to beat him because I know He's a Shocker will run 2,800 metres. Right, well, most horses would probably beat Zaki over 2,800 metres. Any stayer with any substance to themselves. Anyway, it doesn't matter, punters. Just back White Marlin. If you piled in at the dollar fifty last start like I did, after you got backed into a dollar twenty, you're gonna well and truly get your money back and some interest on Saturday. Don't back right. he's a shocker. We're stolen. Alright, let's move on. Well, if you oh, want quick any one. value for your money. Luna Flair probably deserves a, a quick mention. Any? Oh, no, no, she really. doesn't. No. No? Gee. No. It's a two horse race. Put in the bin. All right. Uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention is it is a soft five at the moment, which does help White Marlin a little bit. Like his his better form is on soft track, so it's going to be winter ground. It's not going to be firm and fast, so that does aid his cause. All right, let's move on to race eight. It's a benchmark hundred over fourteen hundred meters. Outlaws Revenge, the Wongoom winner, draws barrier fifteen and steps up to fourteen hundred meters from Green Fly five dollars, King Magnus seven dollars, Crosshaven eights, Morvada nine fifty. Packing Waltham, uh, $11, and Wicklow Town, 14 I'll quickly go first. I think this is one of the better two-bet strategies of the day. I think the two I really want to back, and I already have backed, are number four, King Magnus, and number eight, Morvada. Look, Morvada probably is getting a little bit long in the tooth now, but this just looks a real setup job. Fourth up, he'll be absolutely peaking fitness. And I've got him mapping to lead from barrier three with Linda Meach back on board. Um, look, last start here was just fair, but some of his best runs have come over 1,400 metres at Flemington. Look, he hasn't always won them, but he's run a couple of placings in races that are better than this, um, a few black-type races. And if he's still got one run left in him, then I just reckon he's going to be thereabouts. So it took a bit of $11 for him. The other horse is King Magnus. He ran huge first up at Sandown. He was one of the fastest home in that Cardinal Gem Buffalo River race. Uh, look, he's a horse that usually gets back, but he actually drops um, he drops in weight and finds an easier race here. 
Tom's Stockdale takes a kilo and a half off. So he carried 59 last start, first up in what I would describe as a slightly harder race. Now he gets in with the 57 and a half. And I just want to back one horse that will settle on speed and one horse that'll come from the back um, because there there is a bit of speed engaged here with the likes of Imperial Lad, uh, Crosshaven, Morvada, Open Minded, No Effort, all of those will go forward. Um, if they do tend to overdo it up on speed, then King Magnus looks a good way out. I uh, took $8 for him. And those are the two I'm backing just because you can poke holes in a lot of this field, like Outlaw's Revenge draws out in 15 bit of a query at 1400 meters green fly draws the car park in 16 as well and probably needs wetter ground than this crosshaven he'll be thereabouts but he's never really been one of mine packing waltham probably needs further um wicklow town isn't the worst but possibly at class and then cherry tall tony will go back and we know about him so yeah happy to back four and eight any opinion here nico no no I'm backing, um, I'll have something on Morvada, and if Outlaw's Revenge keeps getting out, I'll, I'll back it too. Because I think, I think Outlaw's Revenge, um, it's gone, I think, I think it'll keep improving with, um, in the new stable. Daniel Bowman's a really good trainer. And I think, I think it was right place, right time in the Wangoon, but, um, it was really, really strong with the line there, and I think it'll run 1,400 metres. Um, I think it'll go forward here. And I also think Morvada will go forward and his track and trip figures are pretty strong and I think eleven dollars is too thing too big. I think it's about a, a seven dollar chance. Um the hole is green fly, like it's first up. Mm. Um barrier sixteen, like it's gonna get back to last and like it sure it's a good horse, but like I don't wanna back it to to go back to last and run over the top of every single one of them at all, so I'd rather just back the two horses up up on top of the speed sounds good alright that does Flemington we've done it to death a little bit but uh, obviously confidence is always high when we're betting at headquarters what else we got uh, for the rest of the card boys um, HQ. I'm backing I'm having a bet in race number three I'm backing Star of Chaos I think it's set up to to win here like the the favorite is party for one i've got about got it eleven dollars like it's this like there's a there's a reason um this horse is it's not it's not a non-winner but there is a a reason why it's 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 one one race from 18 starts non-winners don't exist but horses that get back and run on like it does and have no early no early speed like there's a there's a reason why it's only one i'm sure it's trying every single time it goes out there but does yeah it just oh. doesn't win because it gets too far back in its races it does get Blake Shin on but it's uh it's yeah like I could not have it at three dollars eighty um Star of Chaos has massive numbers like it it won one day by about seven links at Sandown um yeah I think it goes there's actually not much like it's, I think it's pretty pretty much your only leader in this race and um I think it gets control and and it has a bank of ratings that that could and probably would win this race, and it's about you get nine dollars. I think that's a fair price. About five dollars is about the right price for it. Um, so I'm betting uh, Star of Chaos. Uh, yeah, backing Altivo. Race five, I'll probably back Lethal Thoughts. Like a pro- you probably get three eighty on the day, maybe hopefully. Um, that's a bet. 
race number uh run up in the last race i might back airman too if it gets back out but other than that that's about it yeah the only other one i had was in race five uh echo your thoughts number two lethal thoughts this horse obviously beat dashing last start we know dashing wasn't given the best of rides but that horse has come out gone out to 1800 meters and since one they cleared out from third so the form is pretty good there stays at 1600 meters Draws barrier one for Blake Shin, uh, Kieran Ma, and David Eustace. That's probably the hottest jockey and the hottest training combination in Victoria right now, just about. So only fifth up. If he's still got one more in him, um, he's going to get the softest fourth. of maps from fourth barrier up. one. And he should be finishing all over the top of him. Um, he's fourth up. Is he fourth up? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's only fourth up. So yeah. beautiful. Um, Even better. Yeah, and, and every time... Like, it's been to 1,600 metres... Um, three times it was in the JJ Atkins it was beaten <coughs> sorry a length and then it was end of prep run um, in the uh, in the the Caulfield Guineas and then and then at one last start um, all around the same or at least the JJ Atkins and, and last start are about the same sort of level so I think it'll I think it gets a really soft map just behind the leaders and I think it gets every chance to beat like how um Toronto Terrier, I don't think is any good. Um, and what's the other one? Um, the one that won the the big race, Russian, Russian Dancer. Like it's Dancer. yeah, it's it's pretty much run the same ready three three times in a row, but just low races. Couldn't back it. Um, the horse that can improve is Cosmic well. Enigma, but um, it's going to get back. So, I I, I think oh yeah, I think um, Lethal Thoughts would be in the right spot and gets a pretty weak race here and 600 meters is good for it gary low for those playing at home i wasn't actually having a dig just making a joke what'd you say right, let's go i said he had a low jockey on him as well oh that's yeah, very funny good a, one ben thanks thank you very no good picked up on it i just picked up on it that's very good <laughs> all right let's head up to the sunshine state doombin has two feature races the first of those is the ladbrokes rough habit plate over 2000 meters Kovalika is the Queensland Derby favourite. Uh, he was a good winner last start. He's dollar ninety from the Vow six dollars. Stroke of luck seven fifty. So dazzling seven fifty. Then you're way out to Waytac at nineteen dollars and longer the rest. Nico, you are with Kovalika, I believe, the son of Ocean Park, who won the Cox Plate in two thousand and four. Bit of info for you. Yeah, well, I don't think his son's going to win a Cox Plate, but he could win a big race. Well, I think he's pretty good. Um, I think he'll just win again. All things bang ankle. Step up to 2,000 metres. He's uh, going to be perfect fitted for him. He goes Nash to J-Mac, so that's no no issue there. Um, yeah. I don't think Dooman... I heard a few people saying that Dooman was a knock <laughs> going to a tire to turning track, but uh, if that's... That's the flaw they're trying to pick in him while they're clutching at straws because I think this horse is pretty good. I think he'll win the Derby and I think he could be a Caulfield Cup chance. That's the sort of opinion I have of this bloke. Um, I think there's been about $51 available and I have been given the tick of information that that is the road that they're going on with this horse. So, um, yeah. Maybe find a little double up over the weekend, whether it's you know your Altivos or your White Marlins or Giga Kicks or 
He's Those a horses and try and yeah, well, that'd be a lost spot. They'd have to reload and say, <laughs> back to Shocker. Didn't do it, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, so I think I think that's a good idea. You know, you don't have to invest much to try and get a return um, for a horse who's definitely going down that path. If he When he wins on Saturday and then wins the derby, he's not going to be $51 after that. He's going to be right at the top of the market because there's going to be very little internationals coming because of the scans and procedures that they have to go through and this horse is um, a decent stayer with a de- reasonable turn of foot so um, James Allman was noted before the last run that he was filthy that he got kicked off Kovalika for Nash because um, he knew that the Vows couldn't beat this horse at 1600 metres and said that they won't beat him the further they go so He's taken up off so much market percentage at $6 second favourite. Stroke of luck. Well, he just gives himself no luck. Just puts himself in positions where he can't win. Uh, so Dazzling ran, has been running well, but she's been running in mares races. Now she's going to come up against a good horse. Um, yeah, probably wouldn't be reading too much into the rest of them. They should all be... Not even in the field. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty simple. Hopefully we get a little bit better, but I thought this horse would be a lot shorter than what he currently is. I thought he would be more like a $1.60 chance. But, um, yeah, fascinated to see what the market does. But I think you can have a very good bet on him. Um, I don't think there's any rush to back him in the derby. Like, he's the same price. Like, if he gets beat, he's going to drift for the derby which I don't think he's going to get beat, but yeah, I don't think there's any need to back him now at even money or maybe less than what that is. I think we'll get around that on the day. Um, So yeah, phenomenal bet. I think he just wins. I'm coming with you. This horse resumed over 1,400 metres, ran his last 600 in nine lengths above the all average benchmark. He was absolutely huge from an impossible position. Then last start, I thought this was the run where if he's ever going to be vulnerable, it's probably here, second up in a big field. Heavy eight to good four at Eagle Farm, but he was still just a little bit too good. He pulled away from Perfect Thought, who's a pretty good horse himself. He doesn't actually bump into Perfect Thought here, um, who probably would have been the danger to him again. Instead, he gets the Vows, who I don't think can turn the tables at 2,000 metres. It's a query at the distance. Stroke of luck. Uh, comes back from the derby he'll whack away and be thereabouts but I just don't think he has the finishing burst in him to beat Kovalika and then So Dazzling is a talented mare Um, she ran second in the Oaks so she's another one who comes back to 2000 metres and she draws out in barrier 16 so if she's going to the Queensland Oaks um, I think Johnny Sargent will just be telling Craig Williams to go back from the barrier and if mare's form though like yuck yeah, agree. And if she's back in the field, I don't think she can run past Kovalika. Um, I think Barry 10's the perfect alley for James McDonald. He doesn't have to get that far back. I know a lot of people are saying Doombin is going to be all the way back. There's no reason why this horse can't be in the first half of the field from 10. Um, and I think he would just be too good. All right, let's move oh. on to the big one. The Doombin 10,000, Group 1, 1,200 metres. Uh, wait for age. We see... Australia's best sprinter. He might be Australia's best horse. Number eight, Giga Kick, is into a dollar seventy from aft cabin. Five dollars fifty. Mazu 
eight dollars fifty. Valana eleven dollars. Overpass thirteen dollars. Prince of Boom seventeen dollars. Maria Mia twenty one dollars. Does anyone else want to go first before I have my two cents or a bit more on? <laughs> How many what? cents have you got on? I need a calculator for that. <laughs> I think anything, um anything to contribute? Well, if Giga Kick runs his number, which he's probably pretty likely to do, then um there's probably no way that they beat him, but it depends on if he does run the number. So like that's what you're betting on if he turns up. It's like Nature Strip, like if Nature Strip was running you're betting on Nature Strip either running to his form or, or failing so like none of these are good enough to run a number that's better than Giga Kick's peak so um yeah like you I think I think Marzu's second favourite um well, I think he should be anyway Af oh, Cabin that's a, fu- that's a fucking laugh in itself no it's not Af Cabin is stupidly priced um Valana's more likely than it and yeah, that's about it. Marzu, Marzu's very obviously second favourite, and Gig Kick's very obviously favourite. Beautiful. Well, I'm going to keep it nice and short. Well, I might not, but this is the best bet of the year so far for me. Um, <laughs> I've had a very large wager, um, large enough that it will be hurting, and <laughs> I encourage everyone to Fire follow me areas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring up that. But no, this is probably the most confident I've been on a horse in the last twelve months. Uh taking a dollar eighty five and have had a had a good whack at it. Um more than a whack. This horse was absolutely brilliant first up in the challenge stakes. He took a nose dive and was it the challenge or was it the shorts? One of them. It was over a thousand meters. He took a nose dive out of the gates and he ran home in absolutely elite sectionals. Probably should have won the race. Uh, second up in the TJ Smith, it was a really heavy track, a heavy nine. He got bullocked around from left and right. For a young three-year-old to cop that and still be audacious enough to run a figure of 106.6 uh, or 106.7, it was only outgunned by I Wish I Win, who, in my opinion, just had the had the butte run, uninterrupted run down the outside. I don't think he was completely at his best on the wet track. And then last start on a soft on a softer surface uh, he stepped up to 1400 metres and he absolutely obliterated them um, Zaki and Cascadian ran second and third Zaki's since won he regressed off that run but he still did enough to win the Hollandale so the form's solid enough um, he's had a tick over trial since he's only fourth up here Jaws perfectly in barrier four and I just can't see these horses running a number that is going to be good enough to beat him um He's run 106.6 and 106.7 in his last two. This is GDX ratings that Bot uses. I think he can regress to, say, a 105 and, and still win comfortably because you've got half cabin at 550. Like, that's just the biggest hole in the market you've ever seen. What price um, is Marzu? 850. That's too big. Should be Marzu, 1850. Marzu will be thereabouts. Like, I can see what Bot's saying. He always he, is. He can be second favourite but he's a fucking pack chaser at the end of the day Marzu needs Giga Kick to fail to be winning the race I think he can run a whole Valana I'm a massive fan of but um, he's yet to prove himself against this elite level and we're talking about the best horse in Australia Giga Kick here and 
Look, if you can get an odds boost and get around a dollar eighty, dollar ninety, then that's I think that's money for Jam because I've got him priced a dollar fifty, dollar forty. If you run this race ten times, I reckon he's winning seven of them. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say he's a non-winner, Nico. Who? Mars defending champ. <laughs> he got blessed to beat Pulele this day, last year. Seven from the start 18. before that, he beat in the Congo, who would be a hundred to one here. Went on a six in a row run, won six races in a row. Oh, going through the fucking grades does not count. Well, he, he's winning. It's races. like you winning. It's like you winning bloody swimming sports at school, champ. That's irrelevant. But weren't you it's the little... athletic champion in year seven? Well, actually, oh, far out. <laughs> Marzu oh. is a pack chaser. He's oh, nothing what? but a B grader until he beats some horses. Like and actually announces himself and wins a big race, that's when my opinion of him will change. But Hold until then, I'll keep taking him on. We're listening to Will's athletics career. Yeah? What was it? Yeah. Your claim to fame? Oh, I was I was was it the fifth fastest eight hundred meter runner in Victoria when I was oh, wow. fourteen or fifteen or sixteen? <laughs> one of Put them. that in the GDX system and see what your ratings spat <laughs> out at. But yeah. now you're smoking vapes with the boys at the races. Fuck no, I'm not. It's all gone down here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Nico, anything to add? Uh, yeah, Giggy Kick, phenomenal bet. I think he'll just win. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna probably going to back half cabin to run a place at about even money. Same game, same race multi? No, just two individual bets. Oh, soft. Well, can yeah. have, might have that as well. Just extra fill up. <laughs> All right, that is Queensland. I Rathbot. might even go Giggy Kick to be Aftavalana Aftavalana. Because I think the Godolphin. Godolphin set up. The Godolphin pair will run second, third. Oh, beautiful. Maybe overpass. Might chuck him in there. Marzu's not. Nothing out of the Quokka has done anything. Yeah, and but overpass, like new horse, gelded. Huh? Wasn't the, the Quokka run like two or three weeks ago? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And there's already been a couple <laughs> fail out of it. Fell so. nip. The only one of note. Substance. Yeah. That's a big one. Anyway, I think over past New Horse, Gelded, it'll probably beat Marzu home. So, yeah. Well, it helps him that uh, Eduardo's out of the race, probably. He can control the tempo. Yeah. How about that? Joe scratching because the race hasn't set up well enough. Well, I'm scared. You, you never fucking... If you never bothered about that before, champ, you're on the fastest horse in the race. You always go like a cut cat and annoy everyone else. Why fucking change now? Running scared. Fuck me, dead. All right, let's go over to Adelaide. Um, let's give Adelaide a whack. The state's dead. <laughs> <laughs> no one goes to the races. This is what happens when you lose jumps racing. You're fucking irrelevant. I think they had 900 people there at the Group 1 meeting. No, oh, really? That's it was like 1,200. It was like 1,200. Oh, no. Still but, 899 yeah, more than they deserve. It's not looking good. Anyway, Fuck they've got a group on that. there. It's a South Australian derby. And it's a pretty competitive field. She's fit is the filly. She's $4.60 favorite from Loco. Will he get past the horse this time? $4.80. It's a $0.07. Promises kept $7. Aberfeldy boy, $11. Dunkel, $12. Red Sun Sensation, 13. High Approach, 16. 
So there's a, a host of winning chances here. I'm not sure if I could be having a bet, but Nico, you found two, I believe. I have found two. Um, I am having... I'm going to the well again with Loco. Um, I think this horse does have his fair share of ability. My knock is uh, he's doing this all in his first preparation, so they're not going to necessarily know if he's had enough or not until he's asked for a supreme effort, which is my knock. But albeit, yes, he didn't put the race away last start, but from what they've said during the week, Ollie's gone to track work and ridden this horse on Tuesday. Um, they gave him a bunny to chase, spotting him three lengths, and he ran to him and ran past him and put him to the sword. What horse was um, that? And that's the same similar tactics that they're gonna. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't get the name of. Um, what horse are you trying to think of? But yeah, they've. This is during the week, loco. What he did at track work on Tuesday. Oh, okay, All right. Yep. Ollie drove out to, to Cranbourne. Yep. And did some work on him because Ollie just said he just got lost when he got to the front last start and he just didn't know how to put the race away, just due to a horse having his fourth ever race start. Um, so they're going to settle sort of midfield in that running line, barrier 14. He's going to be off the fence and in the right part of the track, which is um, vital to his chances. And hopefully Ollie's just holding him up and, and letting him have one last crack, which is the way Ollie rides horses best anyway, I believe. He's not a, ho- not a jockey that you want to either lead or to be left alone. He's a, a jockey that you want coming... Uh, dashing down the outside. So um, I think that's what Loco will do. Um, she's fit, it's a good horse, but she's been up longer than some lads on a Saturday night, so I don't really want to be uh, in her corner. Suzero um, was good last start, but Loco still beat him home, and I think he'll do the same again. The horse that I want to save on is Promises Kept. This ownership group, when they bring the checkbook out, it doesn't necessarily uh, ever get to doom and gloom. It's normally a fruitful um, acquisition. And I think this horse, albeit being in Kieran's hands for only a short time, I'm sure this horse was bought to win this race and go on to win better races. And I believe that he can do that. So Zaz on this horse is a massive uh, help to its chances and I don't want to lose on it so main bet loco saving promises kept give chances to she's fit but unfortunately you've got to take some horses on and she is just one of them yeah beautiful alright I reckon that wraps us up for the main bulk of previews anything around the grounds well I was going to say that, I was going to say Aberfeldy boy um, was good behind um, the supposed Melbourne Cup moral thing. No one's ever calling him the, a Melbourne Cup moral. They got beat at um, Oh, yeah. How dare he get beat in the 2,000-metre race at Pakenham when he's a 3,200-metre horse? Fuck well, that At least he has uh, proven he can stay as well, Aberfeldy boy. What, do you run third in the derby? In yeah, the it was really derby? good there. It was strong late behind the, the Marlin and Dagula. Um, 
I think he's a good horse, ish horse. He's he's, he's too big. Have a bet. Eleven dollars. He should be near favourite. Right, yeah. Anyone else got anything around the grounds? Uh, I, I don't think Loco will stay. Thanks, Bob. At all. And and lucky I, don't really, lucky I don't really care what you say, but <laughs> oh, cop that. You're not having a bet, so don't. No, well, I'm just I'm just saying for the, the punters that want to listen. Um, they probably don't, but <laughs> I, I don't. You'll think have, you'll have absolutely given them a bum steer by this point in the day, so they will not be doing <laughs> anything that you have said. I couldn't touch a race. Couldn't touch Loco. Couldn't touch any of them. Aberfeldy boy is probably going to be 20 lengths last. Yeah, probably, to be honest. We'll see what happens. Anyway. Do um, the most important stuff? Around the grounds. Sunday? Point Lonsdale will win tomorrow night. Put in takeout job in the Huxley. God, 2000 metres. Race three, Chester. $2.38 <laughs> on Bet365. Ryan Moore for Aiden O'Brien. He's five yeah. from seven. How about the Trumble thing last night? Oh, yeah, did you see that? What was oh, like yeah. 22 again? lengths. What no, was it called? Saves something. Saves it was called the... Oak's Favourite. Save the Last Dance, I think. Was its name? Yeah. Save yeah. a spot for me at the winner's table when I'm in the Oaks. That's what it's called. Sunday. Nico, you've got five minutes. Go on, hurry no, up. I don't even need that long. All right, go on. Sunday, we go to Castleton. Four, four of the best. In the first race, I think Quiet Escape should be very, 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 very hard to beat. Is it a moral? Morals don't exist. <laughs> very, very, very hard to beat. Quiet Escape claims three. Been fascinated to see what the market does here. Um, Quiet Escape beat home Carisbrook, which is his main and only danger, I believe, in the market last start. And um, one S paid eighteen dollars, and the other S paid six dollars. So I'm fascinated to see what the market does again. Hopefully, Carisbrook goes up favourite, but that could be wishful thinking. Three and a half minutes. So um, that's probably going to be our best bet of the day. Quite escape, I reckon. And we will go to race two. I didn't really have a firm opinion in that race. I thought it was a race in two between Thinking Man and Vivid Red Sky, but there's just two horses that I, I don't really want to back. Most interesting market of the day will be this one here in the third race. Bellex won, who's the only time we've seen him have a jump start in Australia. He made Stern Idol look like an absolute number when we went to Ballarat, Benny. We were there to witness mm, that. We were. Um, I don't know what to make of him this time in. I'm disregarding anything that he's done up until this point because he's a jumper and he just has looked disinterested on the flat. But I'm really interested to see what the market does. He gets down to 72 kilos after the claim for Campbell. Does he? Doesn't say he gets the claim. On the yeah, he claims. He claims. Oh, he three. definitely does claim. Oh, okay. Um, what about what about old Castro? He won three over the. Three or four of the up and overs last. Yeah, I'd, like there's, a, there's every chance that Balex one is, like if these bookmakers are serious, Balex one shouldn't even be favourite. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think they're brave enough. Well, Fabolot ran super behind Saunter Boy last start, rock hard fit, heir to the throne, 
has been backed to beat <laughs> some decent horses. He was backed to beat Blanford Lad Saunterboy first up. So like this is like it's good form. Like if you take away Balex One's one race against Stern Idol and take into account what he's done on the flat this year like this so far this preparation like I think he like he, he may be a short price favourite, but I can see a world where he's not. Yeah, Balex One's not favourite. I'll buy you dinner. There you go. But yeah, well, Balex One was eleventh, settled eleventh of eleven at stall. And he's conceding them weight and fitness. Fair enough. I understand he is good. He could be the best jumper in the caper. Like that's how good this horse doesn't have a ceiling. But if these bookmakers are serious, they should be taking him on. There's horses in this race who are not squibs. Run third at Cheltenham first up. Well, lucky he's racing at fucking Castleton on Sunday, but not in Cheltenham. <laughs> what he's done overseas is irrelevant. All right. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. And I think Next. in race number five, Elvison, albeit carrying the grandstand, he just grows a leak at Castleton. This is the race that I can't numbers. work out why Campbell doesn't claim. He doesn't claim here. Work that out. How's that happen? Maybe Kuru's uh, got a connection with the horse. No, Campbell was not on Elvison. He's on one of Payton's and doesn't claim. Historic. Why isn't no, it claim? That beats well, me. Not sure. I don't know. I can't work it out. It's one for you to find out during the week, mate. But anyway, Elvison will win. It doesn't matter. So yeah, posting that stuff on the socials that'll be on the airways of SEN tomorrow. Beautiful predicted prices. Tips. Hey, predicted prices for no, no, there'll be no prices. So I'm taking an educated guess. Yeah, okay. Tipping blind. I don't really care about the price because I think they'll all win. (laughs) But Balax won. Elvison opened with a two. You'd think. Ah. I'm hoping Balex One opens as long as possible, but I think he's I think he'll open even money. Yeah. Uh Alvisan might not be too short, I don't think. Like he's big weight. It's hard to know. It's hard mm. to know what these bookies are gonna do. Like they both probably might be even money chances. Happy to take let's put it this way, I'm happy to take even money about both of them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Alright, back lay prey time. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, oh, depends how much I want to piss Nico off. Um, no, don't worry about Nico. It's what the punters want. <laughs> no, no. My best, my best bet of the day is Ultivo. Um, probably getting a little short now, but um, race four, number seventeen. How can you say it's getting a little short now if you've marked a dollar sixty and it's still dollar ninety available? Make that make sense. Oh, is it? I thought it was a dollar eighty. Even still, you've marked a dollar sixty, so you bet down to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, well he took two dollars sixty, so he doesn't really but... give a shit what anyone else has. Yeah. <laughs> um. My best lay of the day is White Marlin, and my best value is Star of Chaos. Beautiful. My best bet of the day of the year is Gear Kick Race Eight, Number Eight, Doombin. Very good three-year-old. Best horse in Australia, best sprinter in Australia, best sprinter 
probably not in the world. Lucky Swain probably has that title from him just. But anyway, Ooh, interesting. Fill your boots, dollar eighty, dollar eighty five. It'll be awesome to see them clash in the Everest. Um, that will decide who takes the crown. Uh, my best lay is half cabin. <laughs> Max Payne. Don't worry about the five dollars fifty. Just. Uh, yeah, that'll be absolute max pain. If you have a big enough bank to actually lay him at, at that price, then well, you do. You've got big nuts, so you may as I'll well go you to do that. No, I'll just I'll you be happy that. with gear kick winning. Um, I might half cabin will probably place, but I could see myself. If you want to lay him the place, you let me know, and I'll have that. No, but I'm going to lay him at market price. I'm not going to give you any fat. <laughs> and my best value is. I know I'm having a double bet play, but uh, more Varda. You can still get 11 bucks for him, race eight, number eight at Flemington. So I'm with the eight, eight. Nico? Um, well, my best bet will be most of my bets that I'm having because I'm pretty confident in all of them. But just for different sake, I'll tip uh, to Buck. That's my best bet. Yep. But I'm pretty keen on all three of them at Flemington and the two at Dooman not so keen on the derby that's more of a spec but um my best lay is well you can fucking lay it's our time and and uh he's a he's a poof you can lay both of them <laughs> they're both no good might even lay he's a shocker of the place um yeah I don't really have a value selection this no week. No value. Um, are you back in... Oh, well, I know you mentioned off air... Nothing of double fickers. Fickers? You mentioned off air race five scone, number three, Quantico, backing him or not? Mm, no. Did the trustworthy test on him before and he doesn't pass. <laughs> Has, what, what's the trustworthy test? How does that work? I'll go through, work out how many times I've backed him, how many times I've Oh, burnt, my God. And just... Just no, I've been I am being a bit smarter, like post warnable about the way I do things and just sort of going through like a box ticking exercise and it's just it's not I'm not co- like I'm back. gonna basically I'm gonna regret it more back in it than I am gonna be not. Like he's just he needs a lot of things to go right in his races and I do think Malkovich like he won like a good horse good horse first up. And I think he can carry on second up. And he's going to have a massive map advantage to Quantico. Andy Matt's a bit mythical. I'm not worried about him. But yeah, Quantico, he just needs... He's like Artorius. Just famous, those colours. They just need so much right to go... So much to go right in their races. And just they're just low betting percentage plays. Yeah, so it's a pretty good race. Dehorn, Unicorn, Athelric. Oh, it's a, a good race, but like it's not an easy like race. And... No, the damage has not. been done on Quantico now, so it's like there's 11. no real fat. Yeah, no, agree. Scone is getting in the bin for me. I, I hate betting on New South Wales provincial tracks, but that's just me. All right, uh, just a couple of questions. Fraser Johns, would you like a new member on the podcast? Um, <laughs> I think that? three at the moment is is worked well for us. and We'll let you know when Bot goes. <laughs> <laughs> when I upgrade. Fiery. It's getting personal between... Nico and Will tonight. Um, 
I'll put up a story, obviously, in saying who can guess the name of this horse. And uh, we had a few interesting responses. We had someone guess Chautauqua. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but Chautauqua is like famous for being grey, grey flash. So uh, hawk silks, but not quite. We had another person guess fire. Um, so that not a bad guess. Has one in those silks, similar looking, and has one by a big space at Sandown. Um, we had Max Mini guest Toronto Terrier before getting the right answer, but we are going to give it to none other than Will's mum <laughs> guessing Liz. Shout out to Liz guessing Old Tivo. The horse was Old Tivo. It is Will's best bet. Race four, number seventeen at Flemington. Um, few I from where Stuba. she got that from. <laughs> she sent me a screenshot she... and said, "Who's this?" And I said, "Old Tivo," and she said, "All right, I'm going to comment on it." <laughs> love it love it we, we need the f- female listenership it's just yeah. only growing shout out to right. mum Stu Ferenci says where is my full credit for Giga Kick Stuber called it uh, said he was a freak uh, well done Stu <laughs> well done <laughs> you called him, call him oh. a freak after he won the biggest sprint race in the world well done mate <laughs> I'm, I'm calling Stu I'm going to call on Stu route for this Stu backed about eight of twelve horses in the Everest, and Gear Kick was one of the four that he didn't back. So he's uh yeah. <laughs> he's trying to gloat now, but uh, Gear Kick cost him dearly on Everest Day. Was also uh, called Giggy Cat after he got beat first up, mind you. Stu, particularly from Nico, he called him Giga Squib. Nico's come on board now, so we're all good there. Oh, what's what's with this, like? Why is he dead? He's two minutes in the sun. I've t- I've given him all the praise in the world in the group chat. Oh, fuck me, Dad. <laughs> the question box is there. Uh, it's there for everyone to to get involved. So the least we, I can do is read it out. Blake McRae, to finish it off, says Malgovich this weekend has been gelded, is looking for two in a row. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that isn't out of the realms of possibility. He ticks a few of the boxes, Blake. He does. Um, turned super genuine. He already was pretty genuine, but now as a gelding you might be able to find that extra length to be fair yeah he had to beat Andy Matt last start like, yeah. <laughs> well every chance to beat him he'll beat him again yeah Quantico the pretend he'll be at the back flushing home alright let's wrap up the podcast there I'm going to leave you the podcast well, I think I reckon it's been a pretty ripper podcast tonight but I'm going to finish it off with a bang did anyone hear Rick McIntosh's call today oh, did you? oh yeah in those two <laughs> So Declan Bates has uh, lifted this horse off the canvas and uh, this is what Rick McIntosh has gone with, calling Declan Bates the winner in race two today. The voice oh. of the bull is also the voice of the baits. We'll leave you there, punters. Have a good weekend. We'll see you back here next Thursday night.